Welcome to this week's episode of Hindsight Movie Podcast. This week we're discussing Trailer Park Boys, the movie, directed by Mike Clattenburg. I'm Matt. And I'm Melissa. Sorry, so sorry for uh, our lateness on this episode, but we had some technical difficulties and then we had some life events, all good, but stuff that took time nonetheless. But we're back this week with a, uh, well, we'll decide whether it was a decent movie or not. But Alyssa, why don't you start us off with the background info on this film? Yes. Trailer Park Boys colon The Movie is the official title of this film. As you mentioned, it was directed by Mike Clattenburg. It stars Rob Wells, John Paul Tremblay, and Mike Smith. And there are other people in the cast, but that's pretty much the main guys. We've also got, oh, I guess I'll go through. John Dunsworth as Jim Leahy, Patrick Roach as Randy, Jonathan Torrance as J-Rock, Corey as Corey, and Michael Jackson, not that one, as Trevor. And that's pretty much it. Right. That's Oh, Lucy Decoterre as Lucy, who is uh, Ricky's girlfriend, as we'll get into. So Alrighty. it was made, it's a $5 million budget, made not quite $5 million, so. Yikes. Yeah, it didn't do great. It, they didn't lose too much money because they didn't put too much money in it. Um, it was the highest grossing movie in Canada for its, the first weekend of its release in October of 2006. The movie grossed an estimated $1.3 million at the box office uh, and was the 11th grossing fil- 11th top grossing film in North America that weekend. I took that directly from Wikipedia, so I think that's true. Um, well, if you were my high school teacher, you would say that that is not reliable information. Right. I think they overestimate how reliable their own sources are, but we'll get into that later. That's a, that's a discussion for not this podcast. Uh, <laughs> whether or not Wikipedia is reliable or more reliable than any other Check source. us out on Secondary Source pod- Podcast. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, they made several sequels to this movie. We'll get into this a little later, too, but several sequels that are not necessarily related to the timeline or uh, not really canon with this movie. So that's about it. That's really all the information that they have. The Trailer Park Boys, just in general, is a super small production in a lot of ways. So, So the things that aren't canon would be things like ricky and lucy actually getting married right yes that was never really brought to light in the show no um or any other movie as far as i know yeah i think that's all i can think of though that i think there's some like minor inconsistencies with like bubbles cats and stuff like that yeah okay so why don't you tell us what you thought of the movie just a short little review Ugh. You know, I didn't really like it. I don't know. It did not have the charm that the TV show has for me. Like, the TV show is low budget. It's really kind of like 
I don't want to say poorly made because I think it's intentionally like that a little bit, but the production value leaves a lot on the table, generally. But for whatever reason, it's really charming. Like the characters, as dumb as they are, are really funny and they work well together and I like their chemistry. I don't... I don't know. I didn't. I missed all of those elements in this movie. I didn't really find a ton of funny moments, and I didn't really like how stiffly the characters seemed to interact with each other. I don't know. I I didn't love it. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't know if uh, I would say I didn't like it, but I thought it was okay. It definitely was not what I was expecting, and we'll get into that more a little later. But I think uh, I enjoyed some aspects of it. Like, I enjoyed how they went a little more artistic in the cinematography and the, the production uh, quality. But it also doesn't really fit. And I think overall the editing really stuck out to me as seeming very awkward. Uh, it seems like because they dropped the mockumentary style, they left, they, uh, they forewent some of the smoothness in the line readings that the show has. It seems like the actors are used to improvising and speaking over each other a little bit if they have to and saying whatever they want, really. They're not used to this shot, reverse shot style of cinematography. And they get their monologue moments in the TV show, too, which really helps, like, set the scene for a lot of things. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have the talking heads still in the film. Yeah, it's just, just, I don't know. It doesn't ring the same. Yeah, it's kind of odd because it doesn't really make sense, right? Like, how could they have a talking head interview and then have shot reverse shot for the actual events taking place right you wouldn't be able to do that in an actual documentary so it's kind of inconsistent there but i just think that it lends itself to this awkward pacing of dialogue where there seems to be too much space between lines right and, and i feel like that that made the whole movie a little sluggish Mm-hmm. it it makes it seems like a thing that could have still been corrected in editing i guess like some of those extra long yeah. pauses after like, I get that maybe the actors aren't quite used to shooting this way, but you could still shorten up those, like, final, you know, dead moments. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true, because there's plenty of other, pretty much every other movie and TV show is made that way. Right, exactly. And they don't have those awkward moments, awkward pauses. Right, where between, there's two but... or three seconds in between somebody reacting to what somebody else says. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's probably way less than that even. It just feels long because we're not used to that. Right. Um, but forgiving that, I think it's an okay movie. I mean, I like the story. I think overall the narrative hits all the beats that it should, and I like how they bookend it with the hockey game. That's a really yeah. nice touch. I, th- um, I but thought it does that was seem clever. To be, yeah, but it does seem to be catering more towards a traditional audience than the show does, but we will talk about that later. I want to touch on the cinematography, since we have been talking a little bit about how this was put together, and I think to do that we're going to have to sit down for Matt's pretentious film class. 
Lucas Film Class. So you might have noticed, Alyssa, that this film overall seems kind of grainy. Did you notice that in the picture? I did notice that, yeah. So the reason for this, uh, after having looked it up, is that I found out they use super 16 millimeter film to shoot this movie. Now, that's a pretty relatively low-budget film, and I know that because they allowed us to use this film in my film classes at a state school that's not that uh, prestigious, so my guess is that it's not that expensive. Um, But anyway, to quickly dissect how film works, which I'll have a point in a second, but film is made up of it's made up of several layers but one particularly important layer is the emulsion which consists of silver halide crystals suspended in a gelatin binder so the silver halide crystals are what is sensitive to light and without going too much into the science of it uh not because i understand and don't want to explain it but because i truly do not understand it uh (laughs) Essentially, the silver halide crystals are what expose the film and what bring out the picture. So when you see that grain in certain types of film, you're actually seeing the silver halide crystals. And that is a result of them being larger than some other um, grades of film. So with this movie, they were using what's called a fast film, which means it has larger which means it has larger crystals which are more sensitive to light. So they call it fast because it can go through the camera quicker and doesn't need to be exposed to light for as long to produce an image. Whereas a slow film with smaller crystals might need to be exposed for longer to produce an image. Um, but because those crystals are so big, because they are more sensitive to light, they it results in you actually seeing the crystals on the film and when it's actually developed and in the movie theater you can see the grain and you're actually seeing those crystals Hmm. so it leaves you with that gritty grainy texture which personally to me reminds me of like an 80s high school movie like a john hughes movie for some reason yeah i get Um, that and also kubrick uh used this in eyes wide shut just for artistic appeal but it kind of gives that vibe that they might be going for that like it's an older movie like the trailer park is stuck in the past it's also like a low budget film i think maybe they're trying to uh have the picture quality lend itself to the theme and the tone of the show yeah but it's also vastly different from how they originally shot the, the the uh tv show which if you haven't seen i i'm pretty sure it was originally shot like the pilot episode probably was shot on like uh tape like uh videotape yeah like just a camcorder kind of thing yeah yeah and like the premise of the show is that it's a student film like it's a group of students making a film for their class so i think the idea is that they just had pretty much like a home video camera Mm mm-hmm but yeah, anyway, that's the difference between the show and the movie in terms of cinematography. 
besides the obvious mockumentary style versus single camera cutting shot reverse shot. Matt's pretentious film class. So, we've talked a lot about the production of the movie compared to that of the show, but what do you think about the humor? Um, hmm. It seems, it does feel different a little bit, which I think that's that's interesting, you know? Yeah. It yeah, does. well, I feel like they didn't really, in the show, they don't have that sort of traditional, like, setup punchline situation that a lot right. of traditional comedies would have. Where right. you have, I mean, in the movie, you see that part where Ricky's like, oh, I'm just going to grab a few cartons of cigarettes. And then they cut to, like, a car full of cartons of cigarettes. Right. Which is funny, but it's. I don't really feel like the show does a lot of that type of thing. No, the show really makes you kind of work for the humor a little bit. It doesn't hand you everything. Yeah, it's much more subtle, right? Yeah. It makes I you mean, think really... about it a little bit. There's fewer clear laugh-out-loud moments in the show. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly like... You just have to step back and think about how stupid it is or how ridiculous it is. Right. It, a lot of it's get... very circumstantial. Yeah. I remember in like one of the earlier episodes, <laughs> they have this footage of a cat and they blur the cat's face. And I remember that being like when the light bulb turned on for me and I was like, okay, now I get this show. Right. It's like just how... really, really stupid how absurd it is in a lot of ways yeah yeah like they were trying to hide the cat's identity (laughs) it's so stupid but like if you weren't really thinking about it that wouldn't stand out to you as a joke right right yeah you'd just be like why why did the cat need to be blurred (laughs) and that's the whole point yeah right so it's just different and i mean it seems to me like obviously they're trying to cater to a more uh, mainstream and wider audience for the movie, right? Mm-hmm. I think they are because they definitely are trying to make the humor more accessible than it typically yeah. is. Yeah, definitely. Now, what do you think's better? <laughs> oh, I definitely think the TV show is better. I I prefer the TV show. And I don't know, maybe a little bit of it is taste, too. I don't want to say that some people might not find the movie funnier. If you like your humor a little more in your face, then maybe the movie is funnier, you know? like I don't even know if it's, like, in your face. It's just a different style where it's more traditional. I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah. Set-up punchline is how most humor is especially in america right i think maybe they were trying to cater more to american audiences as well yeah i could see that yeah it's just it's definitely different and i don't i don't know i don't i it just didn't resonate with me i guess the movie didn't you know Mm -hmm. 
And we, we haven't gotten into the plot. And I did like the plot. I liked the looping story. The absurdity of their plot sort of worked. Although, in the TV show, you get to see absurd plots like this play out over an entire season instead of in an hour and a half movie. Yeah. And I think that helps with some of the pacing and stuff. But the looping back to the hockey game, that felt very traditional Trailer Park Boys. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, we did all this other stuff, but really it's about a hockey game. Yeah. And their plan in general, the idea of, like, stealing change, that is very typical. Right. They're always trying to skirt around the law, but they're, like, they refuse to actually just make a living. And they're always trying to to break the law in a way that won't possibly come back to them right so that fits but it's also always some crackpot stupid idea right yep so i I felt that was true to the characters and and all the characters honestly feel consistent you know with Leahy and uh randy and bubbles julian ricky lucy sarah even Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like they betrayed any of the characters in no, I thought they were show. all pretty... Yeah, they were just how they are. Yeah. Le- I mean, um, Leahy, I almost wish we had more Leahy in traditional yeah. Leahy form because he's the fourth main character in the TV show. Yeah. I guess in the show, he's not as villainized. No, I mean, he's I more... I feel like in the show, maybe he wouldn't have done what he did to Bubbles, like destroying his shack. He doesn't right. usually have it out for Bubbles. He usually It's really Ricky like and Julian. Julian and Ricky, especially Julian. And He's very yeah. anti-Julian. <laughs> no, I think it's especially Ricky. Really? Uh, yeah. He's true. always saying Julian's sexy. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, he. but I kind of understand why they do it. They're trying to... Maybe they're trying to make him a little more archetypal to be more accessible and maybe invite the audience to watch the show you know, right because you kind of would have to boil him down to that you can't really fit in all those complexities i don't think mm-hmm. without having known the character for a long time yeah that makes and sense and because and it, still on the show feels like yeah on the show he is much more they each antagonize each other a lot more than it's not one-sided like this. Like Leahy's yeah. not so much out to get them so much as they're always really irritating him to the extent where he right. has to do something. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess he might, his character might have been betrayed slightly, but mm-hmm. I think it's understandable. And I, I don't, I still feel like it was mostly typical Leahy. Yeah, I agree. I do think it's weird how Ricky and Lucy get married and they never pick that up in the show at all. Yeah, so that's the big plot point that happens in this movie that doesn't happen in the show. There's some little plot points like here and there, some little inconsistencies with characters, but it almost seems like they didn't really like how this movie wrapped up or they didn't want to deal with the Ricky-Lucy marriage thing, and so... When they go back to the show, they just like pretend like it never happened. Yeah, like, they you just have, scrap. 
yeah. the canon of it. Yeah, you have no idea like where in the timeline this particular movie took place. Um, there aren't like a lot of markers, and it's really hard to tell. It just seems like it's an outlier. Like it's the alternate Trailer Park Boys universe. Do you like that? Are you happy they didn't continue with this in the show? I mean, I think how the show is, it doesn't really matter. Because I don't think it really matters in the show anyway. No matter what happens with Ricky and Lucy, they always, like, skirt around each other forever. Yeah. They're always on on again, off again. Right. So it doesn't... that's the joke. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. I agree. I'm kind of glad they didn't pick it up because it would have just been unnecessary yeah. complications then i mean they, they would have just gotten to... like divorced or whatever yeah they'd have had to untangle again. it and then you know like how do they afford a divorce lawyer like really you know <laughs> right yeah and it would be confusing for people who didn't watch the movie i mean where would they put that in right, right? yep they would have to make sure the viewers knew like well you have to have seen this movie Right, absolutely. And at the time, it was only in theaters, I imagine. Right, 2006, so it wouldn't have been as accessible yeah. as it is now. Absolutely. Yeah, so that movie came out before what was originally the last season, right? Before yes. it got picked up by Netflix. Yes, and it wasn't picked up by Netflix until much later. So there's yeah, like a five or six year... Or something? Yeah, maybe longer. Maybe like a six or seven year hiatus between the last canadian if you'll call it season and when netflix picked it up and this movie falls towards the tail end of that first run so it's different from what we had with the in-betweeners where the show ended and then they had a movie to try and kind of make up up for yeah wrap up everything they left hanging right um it's just an odd time to have a movie, I feel like. Like, right before the last season, unless they didn't know that was going to be their last season. Right. I don't know. It just seems but, like maybe they wanted to do it. and I don't know if it turned yeah. out how they envisioned or not, but... Yeah, it's hard to say whether they wanted it to be this inconsistent, because I think they really thought a lot about the production, at least. Right. Um... You know, with all that stuff I mentioned with the f- choice of film, and I thought especially that scene with Ricky and Lucy in the car and, like, how artistically that was done. Like, mm-hmm. that took a lot of time and effort to plan and execute, and it seemed like they really wanted it to turn out that way, and I thought it was pretty well done. Right. So it's it's hard to tell... You know, with that and then the fact that they scrapped a lot of the story, it's, like, interesting. Right. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. But, anyway, I think we can about wrap it up there. We'd love to hear your thoughts. But before we go, we could talk about our out-of-five-star rating and give our favorite part of of the movie. Um... My favorite part of the movie, we'll start with that. My favorite part of the movie is still the hockey game and Ricky's rant at the end, I think. So, yeah. where he's basically like, okay. and 
and your mother and your mother, you know, like that <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. Um, but overall, I give this a solid two. Oh, man, I thought we were going to differ. No. <laughs> we always agree on everything. We've got to we got to find something we don't agree on. Uh, I would also give a two out of five if I'm talking about just the movie. Or, no. Hold on. Restart. I would also give it a two out of five if I'm comparing it to the show. I feel like we're kind of shitting on the movie a lot, but it's mostly because the show, I think, I personally think, and I think you do as well, I we think that the show is really well done. It's well written, well acted, well shot. It all works together really well. Right. And the movie just feels a little inconsistent to that. Uh, so I'd give it a two out of five comparing it to the show. And it's especially weird considering it's all the same people involved, even the writing staff and whatnot. Right. But anyway, I guess if I was rating the movie itself as a standalone i guess i'd give it like a three out of five i wouldn't be upset that i watched it but probably wouldn't watch it again or really recommend it necessarily mm-hmm. and my favorite part was ricky living in his car i like that because that's like a throwback to the show and a lot of the <laughs> stuff is how he's always they, in his they car. Pick, yeah and they, they picked up with the the typical humor of the show there with like the clearing stick and mm-hmm. him getting hit with the bottles from the bottle kits <laughs> It's all yeah. callbacks and yeah. I would just like to say that if the movie gave you even a little interest in the show, definitely recommend watching the show. It's really good and it's all on Netflix. Um, and I don't know, even if you didn't like the movie, it might be a good idea to try out the show because it is a lot different and you might like it if you didn't like this. I agree. I agree. But anyway, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this show slash movie and uh, the in-betweeners as well. Please email us at hindsightmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Please tweet us at hindsightcast. You can check out our Instagram, which is also at hindsightcast. No, hindsightmoviepodcast. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And... um. Please, if you're listening and keeping up with us, we would really, really appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. That goes a long way for us, so that would be amazing. It would be forever uh, grateful for you. Anyway, thanks so much for tuning in, and we will catch you next week with Sex in the City, which is on uh, HBO, obviously. It's the movie, not the show. But we will catch you next week with that. And thanks for listening.